What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner, and I have a very special announcement. I mean, I made the announcement like 10 times during the episode, but I cannot contain my excitement. So I'm just going to drop it in the intro as well and let you guys know that the six-week free Neurotype Challenge is officially open for enrollment. Guys, jump on this opportunity. This is the most effective way to eat and train and just live your life to see the results that you want, but not just see the results that you want, to actually sustain those results for the long haul. Because if you've learned nothing else from my show, hopefully you know that I'm all about sustainability. We're not here for a short time. We're here for a long time. So let's make it count. Guys, the Neurotype Challenge, it's six weeks. It's totally free. You just go to neurotypechallenge.com and register. Yes, you will see that there is a $97 entry fee. All you have to do is commit to six weeks, follow through, and you get your money back. And the reason I'm doing that is because I've seen too many free challenges where a whole bunch of people jump in and then a whole bunch of people jump out and don't finish. So what I'm doing is I'm making you pay to play, you pay the $97 and all you have to do is follow through and commit and finish the six weeks. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to hit your macros every day. You don't have to train every day. All you have to do is at the end of six weeks, say, hey, Mike, I'm still here. I'm still standing. I'm still moving forward. I am still working on myself and you will get your cash back. Regardless of how messy it was, regardless of how many mistakes you made, regardless of what happened during the six weeks, as long as you are still standing, as long as you are still trying, you will get your money back. So this is the most effective way to do it. We are combining the neurotyping principles with this level of commitment, not to mention there's a $1,000 cash prize to the overall winner and $10,000 worth of prizes in the entire challenge. So throughout the six weeks, I'm giving away $10,000 worth of prizes and we're giving away a $1,000 cash prize to the overall winner. There's nothing left to say other than get on that and register. Time is running out. It's neurotypechallenge.com and you have until Sunday night, the 11th, April 11th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. Once it hits midnight, you can no longer register because we officially begin on Monday the 12th. So if you're listening to this and it is after Monday the 12th, I apologize, but maybe we'll do another challenge in the future. I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes, but hopefully you're listening before then. Hopefully you're one of those people that that listens right when the episode drops and you can jump in on this opportunity, neurotypechallenge.com. And please let me know if you enjoy this episode. By the way, quick side note, the actual episode is about reducing stress with the principles of neurotyping. So why, when we eat and train and live based off of our neurotype, why does that create less stress overall on our system? It's super important to understand and highly effective in accomplishing the goals that you set for yourself, whether that is to get leaner, lose fat, build muscle, perform better, look better naked, whatever your goal is, Trust me when I say that it is way more effective to work with your nature versus fight against it, but you have to tune in and understand why that's the case. So go ahead and do that. And if you enjoy the episode, please let me know about it. Just take a screenshot, post it to your stories, tag me on Instagram at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. 
And if you would be so kind, please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It would mean the world to me. There's actually one area where I feel like we really need to step our game up because I looked at some of the top rated podcasts in the fitness and nutrition space. And I'm just going to be brutally honest. Mind over macros is way better, <laughs> but they have more five-star reviews. So for some reason, I need to catch up. We can, we need to catch up. Like we got to do better here. So I'm, I know I don't do a great job of uh, mentioning it every episode and I have to do better. However, let's step our game up. Let's get those five-star ratings up there so that we can put Mind Over Macros where it belongs at the top of the fitness and nutrition space. Um, thank you so much, guys. I appreciate you as always for chipping in and helping the show grow. And I got nothing left to say, but enjoy the episode. All right, guys, welcome to another Monday night training. If you are on the podcast right now, you missed a ton of amazing, exciting information. And I'm just going to share it with you real quick because in the Facebook group, um, I was just on live for about 15 minutes. Uh, we announced our first winner of the Neurotype Challenge, which you may not even realize that there is a Neurotype Challenge going on. That's because it hasn't started yet. But we opened up registration today, this morning. And of course, I had to start with a huge mistake where I sent out the wrong link to everybody in my email. So that was a great start. And then um, we've got a lot of people who jumped in on day one with the registration for the Neurotype Challenge. If you are not aware that there's a Neurotype Challenge, it starts April 12th. So you have exactly one week. If you are listening to this podcast, Likely it is Wednesday if you're one of those people who likes to jump on the new episodes right when they come out. So you have to act pretty quickly because the doors shut on Sunday the 11th at midnight. So right when the clock hits midnight and it's officially Monday the 12th, you can't register anymore. So you should probably go over to neurotypechallenge.com and register. It's totally free. And when I say totally free, you might be thrown off when you see that you have to pay $97. The $97 is your commitment fee. And then once you finish the six-week challenge, you get that return to you. You get your cash back simply for finishing the six-week challenge. And that does not mean that you have to be perfect. That doesn't mean you have to hit your macros and train every single day and follow all these crazy rules. Literally, all you have to do is commit to yourself, follow through for six weeks, even on the bad days, when things aren't going your way, the next morning you wake up, you still show up, you still put your best foot forward. And at the end of six weeks, if you say, guess what? I did it. You get your money back totally free. However, you have to be honest with yourself. You could definitely just lie to me and say, Mike, I did it. And I'll still give you your money back. But the goal here is to incentivize you to actually follow through and to make the mistakes that you're going to make, but keep showing up anyway, because at the end of the day, that is truly all that matters when it comes to success. It is accepting those failures as opportunities to learn and grow. It's understanding that it is impossible to be perfect. It is impossible to be perfect. That's never the standard. That's never the goal. And most challenges that you've done in the past have probably set that expectation. Most challenges have probably set the expectation that you have to follow all of their rules to a T and it never worked. Now we are going to flip the script and we are going to give you the playbook where 
imperfect action wins, where we utilize your personality to create the most sustainable, the most effective way to get leaner, to feel better, to put less stress on your body, which is exactly what we're going to be talking about in today's episode, how neurotyping actually decreases the stress on your system, which is why it is so effective, which is why the neurotyping methodology is now being taught to hundreds of other coaches who are having success with the principles that we teach at POP. So all you have to do now is just register. It's a neurotype challenge. Dot com neurotypechallenge.com. Get yourself registered because we already gave away a $100 gift card. And on our Sunday night kickoff call on April 11th, we're going to give away $250. We are giving away $1,000 to the overall winner. And there's actually $10,000 in total prizes and cash that, are, that will be given away throughout the six-week challenge. So get yourself registered, neurotypechallenge.com. Having said that, we are going to be talking about why implementing the neurotyping principles actually reduces the overall stress on your body. Now, stress is something that I talk about a lot because it is one of the most important things when it comes to any sort of goal that you have. The way that we get better at anything is we impose a stress and then we have to have the proper environment for adaptation to occur. Most of you listening to this may have a fat loss goal. You may have a muscle gain goal. You may have a performance-related goal. Any of those things require stress, but they also require recovery and adaptation. So too much stress is a bad thing. If we are constantly overstressing our system, we will not get the adaptation that we desire. If your goal is fat loss and you are always under stress, your body will not change the way that you want it to. Your body will preserve fat. It will preserve stored energy because it feels that there is a threat, a consistent threat that's not going away and your body wants you to survive. So it's going to protect you by holding on to body fat. If your goal is to get rid of body fat, we have to balance that stress response. One of the ways that we can do that is by implementing the neurotyping principles, by implementing a strategy that is based off of your brain chemistry, which we learn through your personality type. So you do a personality assessment, and that is the most effective way to gain insight into your brain chemistry. I actually had somebody email me today and said, I'm really excited. I am getting a neurotransmitter um, urine test done. And I said, that's great. However, those tests, whether it's a blood test or a urine test, they only give you a snapshot in time. It doesn't tell you about the neurotransmitter system as a whole or systems, or it doesn't tell you about the receptors, uh, whether your receptors are sensitive, whether they are resistant. Um, it just gives you a snapshot in time. So the most effective way out there until we see some kind of technology advancement is your personality type. But how does that influence stress? Right. So understand that what most people do is the opposite of what they should do when it comes to sustainable fat loss or body composition. You know, just getting leaner in general or improving your overall health is chronically undereat, which is a chronic stress. So most people just hear like, oh, I need to eat less calories. So they go into a diet protocol, they go into a program that's just like, hey, eat less, move more, and you're going to lose fat. That works temporarily, but 
it runs its course very quickly because your body adapts. And remember, we impose a stress. We want the proper environment for adaptation. However, if we are constantly under stress, then that proper environment is no longer present. Now we are sending our body into survival mode, into protect mode. So it's going to hold on to that stored energy. Again, there's a lot of um, content that I've produced on this exact topic. You can go back and listen to an episode called uh, Why Eating Too Little is Making You Fat, and you will understand exactly why this is happening and what to do to fix it. But understand that it's all about stress management. That's how we make progress. So why would neurotyping have an influence on stress? If we're taking your, your personality type, which gives us insight into your brain chemistry, and we're influencing, we're, we're kind of creating a plan based off of that information, how does that relate to stress? So I'm going to talk about it from three different perspectives. One is structural. So actually how we structure the plan and why that can actually release or reduce stress on your system. Number two is going to be training and recovery. And number three is going to be nutrition. So when we talk about structure, working against your nature will create more stress on your system. It actually creates mental fatigue and physical stress. And the reason for that is because when you're wired a certain way, having to operate against that requires more brain power and it also drives anxiety up. Anxiety is nothing more than your neurons firing too fast. So your brain is firing to try and complete something, to try and do something that is against your natural tendencies, which I'll give you a practical example. If you are somebody that loves structure and organization and repetition, and you like things to be like very neatly organized in their place, and you walk in, let's say you're that like neat freak and everything has its spot, and you walk into a house and things are just all over the place and there's no organization or structure to it at all. Just by that very nature of how you operate, of how your brain works, your neurons will start to fire very quickly because you are trying to solve this problem of disorganization. Your brain is trying to put the pieces together of like, oh my God, how can I create a pattern or a repetitive structure to this mess? And it is actually stressing you out because you are increasing your brain speed. You're increasing those neurons that are firing. Um, when we are stressed out, Brain speed amplifies. That's because we were in this fight or flight mode. We need to be quick. We need to be reactive. We need to you know, make quick decisions. When we're in that rest or digest mode, our brain is slowing down. The neurons aren't firing as fast. So if you walk into a house and you're this like neat freak type of person and everything is put away nicely and neatly, there's a calming effect because it's working with your nature. So just from a structural standpoint... Um, if you're somebody like myself who is a type 2A, and by the way, that person that I just described is a type 3, if you didn't figure that out, then you may not have been following me long enough, but you can you can take an assessment that we have um, on our website, neurotypetraining.com, and you can uh, fill out the questionnaire and for free, you get your results. So if you're a type 3, that's you. You're that neat freak that that likes organization, that likes structure, that likes repetition. If you're somebody like myself, a type 2A, where I like variety, I like things to change frequently. So now if I am in a situation where there's a lot of rules and structure and organization, I will be stressed. It will be actually stressing my body more than if I had variety. So I was always getting into trouble. 
um, when I was younger. I was I had a hard time following the rules. I had a hard time just doing things because that's the way they're supposed to be done. I needed things to change. So anything that was repetitive, like my routine to go to school, um, anything that was like very routine for me, it was hard for me to stay consistent with. I needed constant variety. It was an actual stress to my being because of how my brain works. My brain craves that variety. Once something becomes repetitive, I get bored. I lose interest. I lose motivation. Again, maybe some of those dots are starting to connect as to why you've never been able to stay consistent with anything. That was the light bulb moment for me when the same behavior patterns repeated themselves with my fitness and nutrition, where I couldn't stay consistent to things that were repetitive and boring. And it was the same thing over and over again. I got like one set of macros and was like, here, just hit these numbers every day of the week. And then like by day four, I wanted to blow my brains out. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I need to change it up. And I thought something was fundamentally wrong with me because I couldn't stay consistent. Uh, the, The light bulb moment was this has always been how I operate. I've never been somebody that enjoys like a very detailed, organized, structured way of doing things. I like the change up. I like the variety. Um, So learning that about myself, not only did it give me that light bulb moment as to how to approach my training and nutrition, but it also gave me that light bulb moment as to the stress reduction. Because Again, once you learn the importance of stress in seeing the results that you want, it becomes quite clear why this methodology is so effective. If we can structure your plan to align with your nature, you will be under less stress. There will be less anxiety. You won't have to worry about you know, your brain firing too fast all the time just from a structural standpoint, which is why like some people jump into different programs that are preset. In other words, there's no flexibility. They have their way of doing things and everybody who jumps into that program has to follow the same set of rules. Um, If you're doing something like keto, there's not a lot of flexibility when it comes to keto, the structure of keto, right? It's, you know, very high fat, very low carb and, you know, moderate to low protein. That's keto. Yes, you can alternate food choices, but keto is keto, right? Or if you jump into a program and they're like, you know, we do fasting. This is it. This is our way of doing things. Um, Or, you know, we do macros and we only do one set of numbers across the board. And, or we only do this like crazy, uh, you know, macro split type of thing. And you have to follow this exact rotation of macros. All these programs out there that have their preset way of doing things, it may have been against your nature. So it may have been creating more stress without even taking into consideration the actual food choices or training itself. Just from a structural standpoint, you may have been working against your nature, which is driving stress on your system up. Mental stress, physical stress, your body perceives it all the same. So now when we need recovery to get better, we need recovery to improve, to lose fat, to build muscle, to improve performance, um, to get leaner, whatever we're trying to do. We need that recovery period to get better. Now we're increasing the demand for recovery just from the structure of the program. So that's number one, aligning the actual structure with the way that your brain works. Number two, from a training perspective. So without getting too much in the weeds here, 
we have dominant neurotransmitter systems that drive our behavioral tendencies. Um, so somebody that is dopamine dominant, most of the behavior that they do, their behavioral tendencies are driven by the dopamine system. Uh, somebody who's a risk taker, somebody who's very outgoing, very extroverted, natural leader, um, goal-oriented, very driven that person is dopamine dominant, meaning that all of those actions and behavioral tendencies can be um, kind of all the, the foundation is all based off of the dopamine system, which is the reward response, the pleasure center of the brain. They have a heightened response from anything that increases dopamine. Um, so it drives their behavior. Now, from a training perspective, we have certain training styles and modalities that will increase dopamine production, then we have others that will increase adrenaline. Now there's going to be an increase in both because training is a stressor. So when we're amplifying our, our nervous system, we're going to see an increase in dopamine. We're also going to see an increase in adrenaline. However, if the pace of the workout is very fast, short rest intervals, high intensity, high pace, then that is going to be more adrenaline dominant. On the flip side, if I am doing something that is like max effort, but very short duration, and then long rest periods, that is going to be something that is more dopamine dominant. So if I have this dopamine dominant individual and I put them through this high intensity workout where they're not getting a lot of rest, where it's not max intensity, but it's just very fast paced, not a lot of rest, um, a lot of density in the workout they're going to be converting a lot of dopamine to adrenaline because adrenaline is fabricated downstream from dopamine. So again, I don't want to get too in the weeds here, but understand that the faster the pace, the less rest, the, the less rest, the more adrenaline you're producing and the more you're depleting dopamine because you're taking those raw materials away from dopamine to make adrenaline, to convert into adrenaline. So if that dopamine dominant individual who all of their behavior, all of their behavioral tendencies, all of their behaviors are driven by the dopamine system, and now I've depleted dopamine, well, that person is going to feel like shit. They're going to feel like they're hungover. They're going to feel like they just got hit by a truck. If you've ever had that feeling after a workout, and it may not have been that difficult of a workout, like it may not have been, you know, max reps of deadlifts or anything that that's that crazy. You may have, you know, had this workout session and you woke up the next day and you were like, Oh my God, what did I do? I just, I feel almost hung over. I feel like I just got hit by a truck or you feel like I have no motivation. Um, you feel very lethargic. You feel very lazy. You're like, I just don't want to get out of bed. That is a sign of dopamine depletion. And if you're a dopamine dominant individual and you deplete dopamine, that's like the worst thing that can happen. You will not feel like yourself. You are now increasing that recovery period that's necessary to see progress. So from a training perspective, now for me, I am an adrenaline dominant individual. So shorter rest periods actually works better. If I am doing very slow, methodical workouts, again, with that re repetitive type of environment or, or structure, I'm going to lose motivation because I'm not getting the adrenaline increase that my body desires, that my brain desires. If I'm only focused on the dopamine system uh, with those high intensity, like, like max efforts, so one rep max, 
compound movements, really long rest periods, I'm going to lose interest and I will likely lose strength because I'm increasing the stress on my overall system. So the recovery gap now gets wider. If I want to gain strength, right? We want to reduce the stress response from training. So working with your nature from a training perspective is super important. With with type threes, the person that I talked about who loves the organization, the structure, the repetitive nature of things, um, they need to know what's coming with their training. It has to be predictable. It has to be repetitive. It has to be structured. It has to be organized. It can't be all over the place. It can't suddenly change in a moment's notice. That will drive their anxiety up. That will increase the recovery demand from that session. So again, we have a huge advantage when we can train based off of our neurotype to reduce the stress response from training. We also know that there's a certain neurological state that is optimal for performance. Some individuals are naturally on the left side of that, which means that they need to be amped up in order to train at the optimal level of arousal, of brain arousal. So there's people on the right side of that that are overly amplified and need their brain to calm down to get into the proper training zone. So understanding that also allows us to not only optimize recovery because we're reducing the stress response, but it also allows us to optimize performance so that you actually get better in the gym. Um, So if you can perform better and get stronger and you can recover more effectively and more efficiently, your body is going to change. Again, hopefully you're starting to connect the dots as to why this methodology, these principles are so powerful and so effective. And then the third part of this conversation is the nutrition side of things. Now, this is one that we could really go into the weeds, go down several different rabbit holes, but I'm going to try to keep it as surface level as possible. Um, When it comes to nutrition, the first thing that we have to look at is your neurological state. Like I mentioned, there are some people that are more just naturally anxious. There are other people that are more naturally calm and collected. So knowing that first gives us insight into macro ratios and composition. So the person that's a little bit more anxious would need more carbs because carbs increase serotonin um, and they're great for reducing cortisol. So that individual would lean higher on the carb side of things. Whereas somebody who is more calm, a little bit just more relaxed and um, almost comes across as lazy at rest, that person needs higher fat and higher protein uh, and lower carbs because we don't want to drive them deeper into a parasympathetic state by increasing serotonin. We actually want to potentiate the dopamine system. Again, coming back to like those dopamine dominant individuals. And then there's things that we can do from like meal timing when it comes to getting somebody in the proper training zone. Again, if I need to amp you up to train and perform your best, I don't necessarily want to front load a whole bunch of carbs that are that's going to make you feel lethargic or tired. Now, if you are the person that's overly amplified, I may want to front load some carbs to put you in the proper training zone. Um, and then when it comes to recovery, most people can benefit from carbs post-workout. That's one of those things that's pretty safe to do across the board because we want to shut off that stress response as soon as possible. Um, not f- because of any magical window of gains, but more so from a neurological perspective. Um, after you finish working out, 
your body doesn't know that you just did your last rep. So you're still in a heightened stress, you know, have this heightened stressed environment going on in your body. So having carbs post-workout shuts off that cortisol response and starts the recovery process. So you can re- rebuild and, you know, get better, get stronger, build muscle, lose body fat, all the things that you're trying to accomplish. So, um, but knowing your brain chemistry, knowing your nature, not only from a macro ratio standpoint, but also from a meal timing and meal composition standpoint, standpoint. And then we can get into like details of actual food choices when it comes to supporting certain neurotransmitters. There are certain foods that will help, um, you know, when it comes to increasing GABA or increasing acetylcholine or, you know, increasing serotonin, increasing dopamine, all of those things can be done with particular food choices, but I don't want to get too much into that right now because that could be a whole podcast episode in and of itself. And it's also not super important to understand. Um, you don't really have to worry about it because at the end of the day, if you're eating mostly high quality foods, mostly real food, whole foods, um, then you're in a good spot. Uh, so, you know, that's really like, don't mistake the forest for the trees. Just keep it simple. 80-20 rule, mostly quality, real food, 20% flexibility, foods that you enjoy. Nothing is ever off limits. You don't have to worry about, oh, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. You can eat whatever you want, whenever you want, giving yourself unconditional permission to eat. But it does help to understand your neurotype because that will allow you to know the macro ratios, meal composition, um, how to, you know, use your training, your nutrition and your training, uh, to give you the best chance to perform better, to get stronger and to recover more efficiently so that your body responds. So at the end of the day, we use this as a tool really for stress management. It helps with consistency for sure. It helps with adherence. Um, and, and that's really like the name of the game. If you can stay consistent, again, you might be listening to this thinking like, okay, I understand now why I couldn't stay consistent with some other programs because they went against my nature and I was just trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. It happens all the time. That's, you know, most people, I would say 95% of people, when you talk to them about uh, neurotyping, if you understand the neurotyping principles and metabolic priming, which is like, let's actually uh, support your metabolism and fuel it appropriately and not always restrict yourself and starve yourself. Those two pieces alone, 95% um, of the people, it, it makes all the difference in the world. Just those two things without even going into any more details about some of the other stuff that we layer into the process. Um, but I want to make that very clear that it's consistency, it's adherence, but it's also stress management. So working with your nature is going to be less stressful on your system as a whole. So when you can recover better and you're not stressing yourself out as much, um, we already know that our everyday lifestyle, there's a lot of stress involved when it comes to work, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to just your personal life, all the things that you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis, you're under enough, enough stress already. You don't have to drive your stress up even further by doing something that is completely counter to who you are as a person and the way that your brain works. So understand these things. It's truly, you know, truly an asset when you know yourself uh, from a self-awareness perspective, but also because it helps you realize that it was never your fault. Like all the programs that have failed you in the past, all the things that you've done where you lost weight temporarily and gained it back, it was never your fault. Not enough people are using 
these tools, um, which is why I'm glad to see that it is starting to pick up some momentum with other coaches who are now becoming certified. Um, we're going to put another, so we're 105 coaches that have gone through the certification already, another 50 getting ready to join, um, to go through the process in May at the end of May. So it is becoming more mainstream and the coaches that are implementing and using this are seeing incredible success in how they connect with their clients and the results that they get because it works. It's effective. It makes sense. It's practical. Um, again, just if you think about this from like a big picture view, if you're always doing things that fight against your nature, of course, it's going to be more challenging to make sustainable progress. It just makes sense. So anyway, guys, if you want to just implement and you're you know tired of hearing me talk about it, just sign up for the challenge. It's totally free. Like I said, six-week challenge, um, neurotypechallenge.com. That's where you sign up. You put down your your $97 kind of like commitment fee. You follow through on the six weeks, you get your money back. As simple as that. You don't have to be perfect. Um, you don't have to train every single day. You don't have to hit your macros every single day. All you have to do is just show up, follow through, commit, and then at the end of six weeks, you say, hey, I'm still here. I'm still standing. I'm still moving forward. And then you get your cash back. And then we're also giving away the $1,000 grand prize um, to the best overall transformation, which there will be um, just kind of like an exit survey where you tell me everything that you gained from the experience, what you learned about yourself. And then my team of coaches and myself uh, will pick the best transformation, the best story. Uh, and that person will win thousand bucks cash. So that'll be fun. And then, like I mentioned, we also have $10,000 in cash and prizes that we'll be giving away throughout the six weeks. And the next prize giveaway will be on Sunday night, the 11th, we'll be doing a $250 giveaway. It might be a prize. It might be cash. You'll have to find out by joining us. So register neurotypechallenge.com. Hopefully this was helpful, if nothing else, to understand how to stop swimming upstream, how to make things easier on yourself and reduce the overall stress on your system, which I can promise you, if you take nothing else away and you just understand the concept of less stress and stress management and stress reduction, you will see changes in your body that you never imagined were possible, that you thought you weren't going to ever be able to achieve and you will achieve them. Um, but rather than just going off and applying it on your own, you can just join the challenge, which is totally free. And you can get some expert guidance, um, our community, our team of coaches all chipping in to help and just a really fun way to do it. So last call, um, you actually have until Sunday night, the 11th to join, but get on there, neurotypechallenge.com. Guys, thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you all very soon.